was up at the mountain. I'm walking because I feel gone all in this place. Uh-huh. Uh, whew, uh, when God was up in he was up in the mountain while Moses was up in the mountain top see you got to understand that when I'm in the presence of God I, I can't, I, I can, it's, it's impossible to be in the mountaintop and then worrying about your, oh my God, everybody else that you left from the mountain. When you really get into a place where I'm really in God's presence, when I come off the mountain, I'm not expecting people to react the way I want to react, but oh my God, help me here. But I come from out of the mountain and even if you don't give me what I'm asking for, I know what God said. And when you really know what God said, you don't try to pressure everybody to be what you want them to be in your life. Who am I preaching to in here? God say We got to stop that. If it's calm, no girl, you don't want that. I don't care the second gear, just that thing. My, my, my. Come on here. So the Bible said that he was in the... Okay, this when you read for pastor, I do this, so get used to it. Amen. So the Bible said Moses at the mountaintop, he goes to get a command. And you got to be careful with people nowadays that see you as man of God or woman of God until you take too long to respond or become what they want you to become. God, help me here. Oh, somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, Moses led them out of Egypt. He was good enough to lead you to this point. God, help me here. But when he's not coming the way you think he should have came, then guess what? We start doing crazy stuff. And the problem is with some of us is this. Watch this here. The problem is with some of us we, 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 we think we're on the mountaintop, but we're still at the bottom. <laughs> Just because you're looking up doesn't mean that you are up. God, help me here. God, help me here. Well, read, read so we can finish getting this revelation out. Come on, what did it say? Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, what did it say? They gathered together before Aaron and said to him, uh -huh. Come, make us a God who will go before us uh -huh. and ask for this Moses. Now, when you get tired, you're going to get a lookalike. God help me here. And the problem is, we don't stay in the presence of God long enough. Come on here for Him to give us the answer. So the Bible said, while Moses was up in the mountaintop, the people got frustrated because they felt like I'm giving my all, I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm doing what You told me to do, and nothing is still come, come on going my way. So what we do is we try to create what we ask God to create, and it just messes up the whole thing. Somebody say yes Lord. yes, Lord. So because God taking too long, I'm going to create an own God in my own image. Oh, my. Mm. Whoa. I'm going to create an own God in my own image. So the Bible said, watch this here. The Bible said they begin to, watch this here. What did they say he did? What did they, read, read the second verse. What happened? 
They gathered together before Aaron and said to him, Watch this. Come, uh -huh. make us a God uh -huh. who will go before us. Uh -huh. Ask for this Moses, uh -huh. the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. Come, come, create an answer that my I want to hear. My God. God, help me hear. My God. Because God is taking too long to answer me, so come on, Aaron. Let me call on Sister So and So, because I know they're gonna tell me what I want to hear. But this is the season. Oh, oh, help me hear. This is the season that God said I'm connecting you to people that's not gonna tell you what you want to hear. They're gonna buffet your flesh. Come on here. They're gonna tell you you wrong. Come on here. They're gonna tell you you need to sit down. And it's not to come on kill your momentum, but it's to increase your momentum. But the only reason why you feel like you've been rejected because I haven't been if that's what you say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, help me here. So gather the people. Let's create an answer. Let's create an answer. What to do? Come on. We do not know what has become of him. We do. do, do. <laughs> Have you ever been around people that been connected people so long? All of a sudden, they don't know who you is. You see, they don't switched up on me. Come on here. Come on here. What's wrong? Now you funny acting. What's wrong? What's taking you so long? Who am I talking to in here? Come on here. I, 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 I ain't switched up on you. I'm just into another another place. Come on here. And if you're going to go with me, you got to come on get into a new mindset. And see, the problem is, oh, can I just teach this here one second here? I said it on Monday night that ship, relationship, ship is to move forward. To move. Any relationship that's not moving, then it's not meant. God, help me here, Holy Ghost. And the problem is, we're still trying to ride the ship, but we got the anchor down. God, help me here. I'm a hold on to my, come on here, my perception. And my perception, God, you got to see it how I see it. Who am I preaching to in here? And so the Bible said that Moses, while he was praying, see, see, watch this here. Frustration does not attack you when you're down on its level. It attack you when you get to the mountaintop. My God. <laughs> See, that, you know, isn't it funny when you start praying, all hell break loose? Watch this here. As I was talking to you today, we were beginning to talk about, you know, just just different things, and 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 and, and I realized that that. When frustration comes while we're praying, yeah. all hell break loose. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, because you're anointed to shake hell. Oh, wow. God, help me here. God, help me here. Here we go. That anything that's connected to me, I have the tendency not trying to do it on purpose, but because of the anointing is in my DNA, I shake the hell out of you, and you don't even know why you mad. God, help me here. Well, Lord. You don't even know why you just got upset, because I'm anointed to bring the real you out of you. Either you won't concern it, I'm almost done. I'm all, I miss my wife. I'm almost done. All right, what does it say? Let's get this thing going. So Aaron replies to them, uh -huh. take off the gold rings. Watch this here. I, if, if, if somebody, oh God, help me here. If I have to devalue myself to give me a piece of you to make you ruler over me, God, help me here. Then you're not a God. And the problem is, the enemy wants us to lower our standards and talk to us maybe we Just to make you happy. Oh my God. If you can't deal with the real me, 
can revive it. Revive it. Give me your earrings. Give me your earrings. Give me your jewelry. Look who he took the jewelry off of. What does it say? Take off the gold rings uh -huh. that are in the ears of your wives and your, your sons. He said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to weaken the conduit. God, help me here. I'm going to weaken the carrier. God, help me here. He said, because if I weaken the carrier, when Moses come back with the seed, the word of God, because the conduit is weak, God, help me here, it will, it will not be no reproduction. And so there's an attack on the land, come on here, against the women of God. God showed it to me this morning. And I begin to tell my wife, I said, we got to pray for the women of God, because there's an attack that the God, that the enemy want the women to lower their standard. But I heard God all day to me. He said, if you lower your you're standing, you will lose the battle. If you lower your standards, you will see what I promise you. It is rough right now. It's tough right now. But baby, if you keep on picking, God said, you can never see some stuff up. I'm about to holler from the tower, but you never see the power. Look at your neighbor and say, I gotta hold on to who I am, baby. Hold on. I'm almost done, even because I'm telling you, I'm almost yeah, done. Yeah, I got to hold on to the little piece I got left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I've been robbed enough. Come on, I done gained so much that I don't even have enough to get myself. And you think I'm getting a lot of my stuff to get the last little bit of me? Uh 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 uh. If you come in my life, you better add something to it, not take a lot from it. Condo fans right there. What does it say? Take off the gold rings. Uh-huh. Watch this here. Ring. 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 I want you to demolish your vow that you gave God. Take off what you committed to God. Take off what you vowed to God that you'll never do. Come on here. You'll never touch. You'll never be like. He said, I want you to lower your standards and forget what you made that commitment to God. He said, take that off. And let's give it to an eye to God because your God ain't answering fast enough. Watch this here. Waiting. I just Waiting. That word waiting. When you look at that word waiting, we don't really understand the true meaning of waiting. This is blessed because we've been talking about it. But when I look up the word waiting, it's translated by a Greek word which means processing. God help me here. When he said, they that wait on the Lord, he was meaning they that process on the, oh my God, on oh, his name, the Lord's name. Oh, help me, the Holy Ghost. And then if we go, uh, if, 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 if we go a little, a little deeper, a little deeper, when 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 you look at that word process, and I start going from Greek uh, 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 to Hebrew, what is here? And, and the Hebrew translator for being processed means stability. Oh God, help me. I'm waiting because I need to be stabilized. God, help me. And when the stabilizer comes, He's gonna get everything that's not like Him. He's gonna get it out of you. And that's why He keeps pressing. Come on here, all the soft spots in your life because He's simply trying to get you out of you because you're tired of waiting. Now you don't make your own self God and you. 
Am I preaching here? Yes. Am I yes. preaching here? Yes. All right, what does it say? The ears of your wives, your sons, mm -hmm. and daughters. Uh-huh. And bring them to me. Uh-huh. So all the people took off the gold rings uh -huh. that were in their ears uh -huh. and brought them to Aaron. Uh-huh. So he attacked the ear. <laughs> yeah. See, it's the see when you look at fear, it's it's the F that attacks the ear. That make us, oh God, fear God. Uh -huh. Come on. And what I mean, fearful, not as a fear, as a reverence, but I mean fear as you so scared that your next level gonna cost you everything. God help me here. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, we can be we can be deep all we want to. But when I just talked to the apostle, he called me on my way to go to drop the call to my wife. He said, the Lord said, you just stepped into another level and tears begin to roll down my eyes. Because I said, Lord, I just come on, it just cost me everything the last level. Come on, what is it gonna cost me on this new level? See, when you really want God and when you really in God, you ain't so quick to move. Why everybody trying to prophesy off an of information? You need to go ahead, DMT gotta be here. You need to move, but baby, you ain't in my shoe. Come on here. The last time I moved off the flesh, I'll end up where I am now. So the next time I move, it's sure enough gotta be a God move up in here. Oh, who am I preaching to in here? Oh, if it's called you probably shouldn't have walked up in here, because I'm about to blow this microphone off in here. Come on here. What did it say? Come on, read. And he took the gold. What did he do? From their hands. Uh-huh. And fashioned it with an engraving tool. Uh-huh. And made it into a molten cap. Engraving tool. That engraving tool, that means it goes inside of you. My God. Absolutely. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to wow. go a little deeper. We're talking about the mark of the beast coming. Anytime you allow the enemy to engrave you, and he marks on you. You become the mark of the beast. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Yeah. Oh, God. And see, when we say the mark of the beast, watch this here. When you heard that word beast, it was like Saul. Oh, God. The Bible says, and he knocked him off. What? His what? Beast. There's a beast in you that God is trying to get out of you. Come on here. So he anoint people just like you to keep you alive. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, help us here. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. All right, read what does it say? I gotta get out of here. They ready. And fashioned fashion it with an engraving tool uh -huh. and made it into a molten calf. Uh-huh. And they said. Watch this here. Aaron knew better. Aaron knew better. Aaron knew better. You have to be careful. He was Moses. Come on, he connected to Moses. You understand that? So you got to be careful that people loyal to you, loyalty to you, is not based on their attraction to you. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, because what I got to say to you might make me look ugly, but I got to say it. And if you just based on how, oh my God, how I look, come on here, you'll never understand me. Who am I preaching to it here? And most of the time we connect with people, and as long as we're kicking and goo-gooing and wee-weeing, come on, we're good. But the time we tell you, hello somebody, that your attitude is jacked up, you need to get it together. We want to run like little babies, but this is the season quarter where God got to tell you, you ain't like you're supposed to be. This is the season where God tell you, no, 
And I can tell you ain't ready because we throw back. Just throw it back on you. Come on here. Am I preaching to you, Ricky? Help me out now. Come on here. I might give you the microphone. All right. And he dropped that head then. What does it say, darling? Let's get out of here. This is your God. Uh-huh. Oh Israel, uh huh. Who brought you up from the land of Egypt? Who brought you up from the land of Egypt? Now, who brought you up from the land? And brother, I gotta go back into it because if we missed Monday night, it was just when we start talking about Egypt, that thing was so mind blowing. He said, "Now, watch this here." He told Moses, "Sit down." He told Moses. He said, "Moses, the Bible said Moses was out in the wilderness tending the sheep. Why? Right? right? He was out." In the wilderness, tending the sheep. Sometimes God give you something to play with, to practice on, but what you're getting ready to do. <laughs> because the same place he was tending the sheep was the same place he had to tend the people. Right Help me here, right Holy Ghost. Right he said, I'm going to give you this right here now so you can get your frustration out. You can get that. So you can learn how to handle this. You can learn how to handle it. Uh, you thought you was in trouble with God. You were in trouble. You was in transitioning. <laughs> so watch this this is what blew my mind because the Bible said he was out and then all of a sudden the burning bush caught on fire now what happened there like I said before it, 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 it was usual it was, it was common it was normal for the bush to burn on fire in the desert because the heat but what was not normal that it, will, it would not be consumed that the fire kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. And we shout like the fire was something great. Oh, Lord, help me hear Holy Ghost. Which it was great, but it wasn't the great that we shout on. Because we've been, we've been church too long. But how many ever been to a place where one fire started in one area of your life and it just kept going and kept going and it's on your job, it's in your bank account, it's in your marriage, come on here. It's in the church, it's in your mind, it's in your prayer life. Hello, somebody. And that is not normal. Come on, for this thing to keep going, and that's where the flames come from. Every time I turn around, it's always something else. Who am I preaching to in here? So then he, the Bible said he was walking, and out of his side eye, he saw the bush. The bush did not talk to him until he turned into the direction of the bush. My God. In other words, God is not going to talk to you until you start dealing with what, oh my God, and start confronting the areas that's in hell in your life. Come on here. And sometimes we be waiting on, come on, a word of freedom, but your word of freedom is shut up and sit down somewhere. God, help me here. And we want to dress it up and make it look cute. But God said, uh-uh, sit down. You ain't ready. Come on here. And we get mad and we get frustrated and we get aggravated. We get poked up and busted. And we why? Because our perception of what God's supposed to tell us what should have came that way. Come on here. So watch this here. I'm almost done. Watch this here. So the Bible said that when he looked to the burning bush, he said, Moses, go tell Pharaoh to do what? Let my what? Let my what? Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Because I realized that Moses was not scared of Pharaoh because he grew up with Pharaoh. But what we discovered on Monday night is that 
the reason why Moses didn't want to go back to Egypt and get the word of the Lord because you got to understand he had just ran from out of Egypt because he what made a mistake and murdered somebody and this is the problem with the church today. God ain't telling us to go get people come on here that we don't know he said I, I'm going to get everybody you done messed up while you made a mistake oh help me here and so Moses had to go back and confront his mistake in order for everybody else to come free there's a people connected to you until you get your mind right your circle will get his mind right until you get focused you nothing but you will be focused until you get focused yes. Yes. uh oh <laughs> somebody say help Lord somebody say help Lord watch this here so we 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 be related to people that we what? We came to do what? Relate to. Amen. Have you ever seen two individuals live in the same house but turn out totally different? Yes. Somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Watch this here. Come on, read what to say. I'm almost done. I don't preach hard yes. enough already. Now when Aaron saw the molten calf, uh -huh. he built an altar before it. Uh-huh. And Aaron made a proclamation uh -huh. and said, uh huh. Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. Uh huh. So they got up early the next day. Oh, watch this here! Isn't that like us? We create mess and we then try to render that mess unto God. <laughs> we create a mess. Come on here. We create stuff and then we build an altar on the mess that we created and then say we're going to do a feast of the Lord. God help me here. Why? Why is that? Because I'm going to help us here out and I hope I don't hurt your feelings if you preached it before. But God is not turning your mess into a message because he don't deal with messiness. And if there's any message, it's to you, not the church. Yeah, because we, we got this poor salvation. When you want make one step, he'll make two. And that's why we bi bipolar. <laughs> now, there's a difference between bipolar and knowing who you are. Yeah, amen. Me, me and was talking. Now, I, I ain't bipolar. I know who I am. See, there's a difference when you know who you are. Because when you know who you are, you're not easily moved. Don't care how great the preacher is, how much he prophesied. If any line of work, what God told me, uh-uh. And some of us be so weak that we stuck on the whole all things made new, so we fall for any prophecy. Oh Lord, help us here, Holy Ghost. Somebody in trouble. So he said, he said, he said, now we're gonna we gonna build this 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 God and we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna make an altar. We're gonna make an altar. Here's our own park at for a minute. What kind of altar have you created lately? Oh, Lord, help me here. Because your altar is, is built on, and the spirit of that altar is there based on what's coming out of you. And sometimes we build an angry altar. So we pray out of anger. Whatever spirit you operate in, that's the spirit of your altar. God, help me here. Preach this. Come on here. Or you, watch this here, you build an altar of frustration. And have you noticed that when you're frustrated, everything around you frustrated? And you call them, girl, what? Girl, my day was messed up too. <laughs> Am I lying? Come on here. Girl, you went through that too. Everything connected 
make you go through the same thing. Oh God! I, 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 we laugh about it, we joke about it, but but I wanted biscuits today, and I didn't know she wanted biscuits today. She had screenshot the ingredients, although I messed those biscuits up. Baby. I messed them up so till I threw them in the trash can before anybody got to them. I said, oh no. Uh, and you know that ain't me. But watch this here. I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted biscuits. She wanted biscuits, but we had to communicate it with each other. But then when we got there, she discovered, God, I wanted the same thing. Watch this here. She didn't have to tell me because I'm connected to her. And what I crave, she crave. What she crave, I Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And that's why most people get mad and get jealous because watch this here, the, 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 the connection between our circle. Come on here. Come on, Quella could be waiting in Chicago, but if she won't crab legs, somebody in here gonna want crab legs. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And you better understand the same good cravings that you crave, don't think for one second that they ain't struggling with your struggle too. Help me here. Uh, just because they're not over, come on, saying it outwardly or openly doesn't mean that they're not struggling. Watch this here. And that's why, that's why most of the time when you look at your scene in your generation, somewhere along the line, that child or that mother that went through the same thing that the, oh help me here. Why? Because I'm connected to you. And this is why in this season we got to make sure our lifeline is clean. We got to make sure that your bitterness, your attitude, your raw, your snappiness, like we call it raw. You got to make sure that it don't go to your seed. Come on here. Yeah. yeah. Come on here. Watch this here. What you don't deal with on seed, don't never be so ashamed to deal with it. Amen. Because what God does is when, when you go through your course of deliverance Let me help you out here When you go through your course of deliverance Watch this here He puts you around people that affirm your guilt And put your guilt to shame Oh my God uh -huh. put, and, and make your guilt disappear In other words, come on here I'm going to put you around people and say Baby, yeah, I know you messed up, but you're greater than that Come on, let's get on up here Y'all ain't saying nothing here He ain't going to put you around people that tell you Come on, what you want to hear I know, I know They ain't going to tell me God knows sometimes when I talk to the leaders and they think I'm going to come one way and I'm coming a whole other way. I know they're rolling their eyes on the other end of the phone. Elder McCallum called me one time. I don't know if I'm called. I don't know if I'm called to be an elder. I'm just going to. I say, yeah, you call. You're going to preach Monday. Bye. <laughs> 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 she said, I told you, you called for Monday. Iron sharpens iron. It didn't say you had to be a prophet or an evangelist to sharpen each other. 
But what that simply means, you got an anointing on you. That when I'm weak, you're going to sharpen me. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. That comes to a point of time when I need a word. Come on, I tell you, vendors, y'all get up. Come on, stir up this house. Hello, somebody. Because I know the, come on, the power and unity. And the reason why the church is having a problem with unity that we're creating idol gods. Why? Because our mind is scattered. Our heart is scattered. And the condition of your mind and heart is your reality. And what you're seeing in your reality is a representation of what's going on inside of you. That's why you can identify with it and you know it well. Come on here. Amen. And I try, try to make it deep. Ooh, I know that spirit. You know the spirit because you are that spirit. <laughs> oh, you know, like God gave you a deep revelation. Come on here. You know the struggle with that. And watch this here. When we get delivered, we got to be careful that we don't, we don't get around people that remind us Oh, oh. <laughs> of our struggle because we never wanted to give it up but we know we had to give it up so we stay around people that struggle with the same thing come on here and never get enough anointing to challenge what's around you when was the last time you stepped in the midst of sinners and everything had to shut down not because you said something but because I've been somewhere with God come on here when you walk up on the scene they should know that's a man of God come on here you ain't got to wear a hat I'm carrying on your car I'm saving I'm glad about it Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Oh, Kayla, I'm saying. <laughs> I walked into Kayla's house. Kayla, grandma, not Edna, not the one that's to the church. The grandma on the dad's side. I walked out, I had on gym shorts and a shirt. I told Tanisha, baby, I'm going to wear this because I want to look normal to the cookout. And I messed around and heard. Uh, uh, he's in the room uh, by Jonathan Nelson. Before I pulled up to the house, I was speaking in tongues. Huh? <laughs> I got the car, tried to wipe it off. I hadn't said nothing to her, 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 her grandma. All I did is, hey, mama, how you doing? I'm saved and I love the Lord. I know I got this in my hand, but I love God. Believe that. I looked up my wife, I said, well, what did I say? What you say? And the Spirit of the Lord said, you got to get to the point where your very being begins to prophesy. Amen. 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 Come on. I'll tell you something. I, I gotta, my mother-in-law, she's the, she's the boss lady where we work at. Been there since God knows when. She don't have to be in there in order for it to run. Right. Because what happens is when that spirit of truth comes, it comes to train your spirit how to operate in truth. Right. Oh, y'all hear me? Watch this here. So when she trained me, she trained me to do it the right way. That's right. And anybody know me, I'm a mama's boy, really, whoever it is. I love my mothers. Amen. Hello. Amen. And so because she carried the spirit of truth and she likes it right, even when she's not there, and she's pulling up out on the parking lot. Nobody have to save this car here. We know she's here because what? Her spirit is here. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. When you show up, come on here into people's presence, they should know that God is there. Why? Because he's constantly training my spirit. He said, uh -huh, don't you say it like that. You should have go back and apologize. Uh -huh, Y'all ain't saying See, see, true spirit of revelation ain't talking about the moons and the stars. Come on here. But true revelation is saying you wrong. Your perception is off. Come on here. You should have shut up the first time. That's the spirit of truth to tell 
how to set your flesh up. Oh my. And the problem is our flesh is talking loud and we're talking about it's the voice of God. <laughs> my God. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to help us out. Yeah. And some of you probably did it while you were saved. I did it. Can't laugh because she knows she's guilty already. <laughs> Have you ever been so mad that you just cuss? And after you cuss, you feel good. Like a relief, just like a, a just whole thing. Just, I don't care if it was one cuss word, you meant that thing. And you put everything that you had in that cuss word. And after you did, he was like, Lord. And he said, anything that's freely given holds no value. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit. But when we go back and look at the fruit of the Spirit, there's one fruit called long-suffering. Mm -hmm. oh, Watch this here. That's the one fruit that's attached with every fruit that you get. And so when you want a great, another dose of love, you've been hurt all your life, come on here. He calls that husband to act up to get you another dose of love. Oh my Lord. He's training that spirit how to love. He said, because he said, if you can't love the one that's next to you, how you gonna love my people? Self-control? Oh, he gives self-control. Come on here. He gives self-control. You see, like every day that enemy wake up to trigger you. <laughs> Come on here. Hello, y'all ain't saying that. I, I know I'm teaching in the house. You teach it. Yes. Amen. We're saying we're praying on the mountaintop, but we're reacting like Aaron. He ain't coming fast enough. So I'm going to create my own answer. And I'm going to worship what I said. But I'm going to say, it's the Lord. My God. Have you ever went into something you knew that God told you not to go into and you did it and then talk yes, about God had to yes, teach you no lesson? Yes, he had to teach you no lesson. Yes, I yes, that's right. Oh, come on here. Why we do that? You know God told you not to do it. And then after you get hurt, broke, and all this stuff here, God, I thank you for that lesson. That wasn't no lesson. <laughs> come on here. Hello. Amen. And don't get lesson mixed up with lying. It was a lie, not a lesson. I, I told my wife the Spirit of the Lord. I said, Lord, I hear you. I hear you, Lord. He said, You don't master hearing, not, be, not master doing. We hear. We got these powerful tongues, but we don't do. I just help us here. For those of us who think we got a powerful tongue, Lord, help me hear. Ben, I'm on Facebook. No, it's. Okay, okay, cool, cool. It's gonna get real rugged, raggedy in here. That's okay, you got It's gonna get real raggedy in here. You got back up. Come on here. Watch this here. When you speak in tongues, the Bible says speaking in tongues is edifying what? You're, you're Come on, y'all. Your what? So, why? Oh, Lord, help me here. We get heavy tongues mixed up, we got a power. <laughs> it's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. And that's the evidence saying, okay, so so when while I'm up here and I may, may be weak in my spirit, and the Holy Ghost, no, 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 no. He's quicker than my spirit to catch me up to tell me something. So sometimes God, watch this here, what we does is we don't took it out of contact. Watch this here. So we speak in tongues for everybody. 
You ever hear somebody praying? Nothing wrong with that. But if your whole prayer is tongues, what did he say to the individual? I done seen it done. Hello? That's why you see us moving up here. I've seen the evangelist do it. She moves you. I know the old shot. Thus says the Lord. Something should come behind what you what your your heavenly language. See, Ben's uh, car gave a, 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 a suggestion to the young lady. She said, "When I don't hear break loose, just start speaking in tongues. Not for their sanity, but for your, but for your sanity." Watch this here. Why did you go there that way, Pastor? Because the Holy Ghost told me in prayer this morning, He said, I, because you done did that so loosely, I have to purify your tongues again. Ah. Because what should be edifying your body is edifying your flesh. Jesus. God help me here. That's why you can speak in tongues and cuss in the same moment. Oh. Ooh, help us here. I know it's tight. I told you it's going to get raggedy just to yes, say. Come on here. Yes, Lord. So the Bible said, he said, take off your jewelry, take off your ring, take off your commitment. Take it off. Take, give me your ear and give me your commitment. Y'all see that? <laughs> give me your earring and give me your rings. The two places that the enemy is trying to attack the church is, is what you hear and what you committed to. You know God called you to that marriage? What you giving up for right now? Mm. Oh, Lord, help me here. Amen. Come on here. You know God called you to that place of prayer? Why are you giving up? Come on here. Oh He's after your commitment. Come on. And he didn't say be passive with your commitment. Because right. sometimes being committed to something, I got to be the stronger one. And being the stronger one, I got to tell you what that says. The Lord. Amen. Right. Yes, Lord. Somebody say hello. 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 So he's after your ear, he's after your ear, what you're receiving. The greatest voice, I'm gonna have us out here. You know, I don't care how loud I get on this microphone, this voice here will never be louder than the voice that comes from out of you. Come on. I can yell, 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 but you can hear yourself talk. My God. That's mm -hmm. true. Come on here. He said, What are you telling yourself? God, what you're listening to. What you're listening to. Not so much of, watch this here, not listening to something going in your ear, but Come something on. coming in. Oh. <laughs> what you're telling yourself, robot, shut now, there it is. They're going to quicken it right there. He said, it ain't the enemy tainting your ear, it's you tainting your own ear. You hear, but what's coming out of you is counseling what's coming in you. Oh, help us tonight. Yes. Yes. He said, don't be like Aaron. Get tired of waiting and try to create our answer, our own self. My God. Have you ever prayed and asked God for something and you try to do it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good for having a plan B just in case it don't work out? <laughs> <laughs> God, I heard you. But now I'm going to do this over here just in case this. Either you trust them in this season or you don't. 
I'm still stuck in this place. I've been here three years. I've been going through this all my life. And don't nobody see it. I don't even understand. You don't understand. Now when I hear that, when people cry to me, I be like, I be like, uh, you guys cry, we just look. <laughs> And the young lady cried, cried. After that, I looked. I said, now you finish. I said, well, this is what the Lord said here. Shut up. I thought I was going to get a deep revelation. That is a deep revelation. Shut up. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Amen, that's true. One of my... One of, she's, she's an aunt, I mean, she's a cousin, but she thinks she's our auntie. She called me, man of God, what's the word? I said, God said, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. What? <laughs> I can't hear you. Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Someone, come on. If that was you, just now, I got my hands up, y'all. It's okay. It's okay. He said, The enemy done stole your calmness. And now, because you're rattling, everything that comes to you rattles. Ain't nothing like a silver band when you cut on it while you're trying to sleep. You need the wind. But the noise that's attached to the wind makes you not want the wind. Amen. He said, I want your praise, but the noise that's attached to your praise make me not want, oh my God. The noise that's attached to your worship, your sacrifice, he said, makes me not even want none of it. Help, Lord, help. And then what happens, we become accustomed to the nagging. 
<laughs> we'll come accustomed to that. That now we can sleep through hell. We can sleep. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing here. We sleeping with frustration. We sleeping with that. Got to the point you didn't even pray before you go to bed no more. That enemy wear you out tired. No, it's, it's, it's too crunchy in here tonight. It's right. It's right. Too crunchy. Mother Jonathan, I might need a holler. You might need to run. So at least say we had some church. Amen. Come on here. Come on, Tom. You might have to hold your head again and run. Baby. Come on here. Just hold it. Just hold it and run. Somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What happened is, watch this here. Don't allow the enemy. I'm glad you walked in. Because this is the moment where God is getting ready to redefine you. He's not looking at mistakes. He's, see, this walk in here tonight saved your life. Because the enemy has set up a tech to trap you. Mm-hmm. But God say, I spared you for such a time as this because although, God, I'm doing this, but I don't want to do this, and I hear you, and I try to talk to you, but it seems like the harder I, 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 I press to you, the worse things get, and, and, the, and the worse the struggle get. But the Lord say, I'm getting ready to kill everything that's been trying to hold you. You hear me? I'm going to pray for you tonight, but this is your moment where God say, I'm literally getting ready to transform you to you. Because you believe it for everybody else, but sometimes I have a hard time. Will it really happen for me? Because all my life I had to really struggle. So will it really happen for me? But God said, this is the moment where it's getting ready to happen for you. This is a moment of repentance. God said, when you turn and you repent for real, repentance does not mean uh, uh, I'm going repent, Lord, forgive me, but I go back and do the same thing. But you have to fight to stay away. The enemy has been after your fighting. But God said, I'm going to strengthen your fight. And he, listen, you're going to shock your own self in the next couple of days. You hear me? Praise the Lord. God's getting ready to clear that mind. Clear that mind. Clear. It's like your mind go like 100 miles per hour and it's so much on your mind. So you laying down and your mind is still going and you wake up with what you went down to sleep with. My God. Yes. The Lord said, this is the moment of peace. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to calm that spirit all the way down. I'm going to calm it all the way down. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm a, no more, have no more. Way, I'm going to calm it all the way down. Have your way. Have your way. But Lord said, I'm going to, listen, your life just hit restart. Hey! <laughs> oh, God. You're going to remember this night, but this is the night that God changed my life forever. Yeah! And then, see, God said, I can't play with your deliverance. God, help me here. Because that enemy is so strong after you. That if God just don't snatch you right now, then you're liable to get tangled up in some more stuff. God, help me here. But this is the moment God said, I'm getting ready to untangle you. God, God, I thank you. You hear me? Untangle you. And everything, every dream. See, 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 people look at you and they don't think you have dream and vision, but you have a lot of dream and you have a lot of goals and you have a lot of vision. But some, somewhere along the line, life came to fight you from stopping um, you from doing what you desire to do. But the Lord said, I'm getting ready to give you another opportunity to go pick back up the dream. God, help me here. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We, I'm telling you, I, when you walked in, I saw multiple cars 
multiple cars behind you, like a whole car lock, and I saw, I heard, and then I heard houses too. Listen, you're literally getting ready to start selling houses and, and cars and, and different things because God's getting a call, bless your hands, where you're going to start doing things you never thought you would do. God, help me here. You, God said, you didn't lose anything. He had to take it to show you who was for you and who was with you. So God has been showing the true tent of people heart lately towards you. And, 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 and let's be real about it. Sometimes that thing messes up your mind because, man, I've been too good to this nigga. Yeah. I cannot talk real in here tonight. Yeah. I was there. The Lord said this is the moment <laughs> when he's getting ready to show you you. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I got to close out on this word. What did it say? Read, finish reading that. He's here. I believe he's here. So they got up early the next day uh -huh. and offered burnt offering uh -huh. and brought peace offering. Uh -huh. Then the people sat down to eat. Watch this here. Uh -huh. it, it, you see what type of offering they brought? They didn't bring nothing whole. They brought peace. Oh, my God. Peace is an offering. That enemy gets you so messed up that you don't even give God all of you. I submit to what I'm struggling. I'm going to get the rest of God. So I'm going to bring him a peace sacrifice, a peace offering. God, help me here. <laughs> we so scattered, all we can do is offer him a peace because that's all we got left. Lord have mercy. God help me here. But this is a this is the hour where God say, I'm getting ready to cause you. Watch this here. I, here it goes. Really he say, Iron Man is in the house. Iron Man is in the house. Yeah. I don't care what I, how many how how broke up Iron Man get. All of a sudden new pieces start crawling back to the original core. But I tell you, you get ready to come back. Oh. Y'all stand to your feet. Let me pray. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift those hands. Is that music on? Lift those hands. Did I holler a little bit? You get, you got it, Pastor. You hollered and laid the foundation. Okay, all right. Tara, I call it Tara. Are we doing revival, revival? Are we doing like peach revival? Tara, I didn't know there was a difference. That's my girl. I said, I got to tell why them that we got to learn the different levels of revival. Amen. Everybody lift those hands. I'm not sure. I want. I'm not sure. I, I met you one time, but I don't, even, I don't know nothing about you. Which one of these foods contains a protein that can make your arthritis worse? You'll learn the answer. My God. Three minutes. Yeah, you need some protein, girl. The Holy Ghost say you need protein. We <laughs> got no protein, baby. I don't know nothing about you. I don't know I, I don't know where you live at, where you come from. 
But I will say when I landed in Orlando, what it was? Monday. You fell in my spirit. So I don't I don't know what that that had to do with you, but when I got off that plane, I saw your face. And the Lord said he had to separate you because if you stayed there, you would have lost yourself. Since you've been back, it's like, Lord, I'm picking up weight now. I'm picking up everything. God, help me preach this thing here. It wasn't a loss, but it was a returning to my first love. Amen. He said, you're getting ready to have more than what you had when you was there. And the Lord said, don't be like Lot's wife because sometimes the enemy want to say, did I make the right moves? Should I go back? And sometimes, even at one point, you was thinking, hard oh, going back. I, I'm making plans to go back, but God blew on that too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. My God. You hear me? Yes. But the Lord said he blew on it because he's trying to get something to you. And the Holy Ghost said, stay where you at. Stay still. Because this is a season where you're confronting a lot of stuff that's going on in here with you. It ain't about nobody else. It's about you and God. You're all oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Speak, Lord you're literally your heart is literally, literally getting ready to smile again. Oh my! Inspire and it's like lately, way, God's been having the people around you. Have your way. You want to hear, but that flesh didn't want to hear. Have your way. So they tell you stuff that you didn't want to hear, but have you knew you way. needed to hear it. Right. Yes, have your way. Oh my God. Speak, Lord. Is the Holy Ghost right? Thank you. Right. So, so He said He brought you here tonight to confirm you to confirm to you that what he promised you years ago, this is the place where it's getting ready to happen. And had you stayed in Egypt, oh God. Had you stayed in Egypt. See, what, what, what happened was you was here, but your mind was still in Egypt. That was with Moses. Moses was in the wilderness, but his mind was still in Egypt. So God said, I need to go back and get, and get your mind. Yes, God. So the Holy Ghost said, you're getting ready to function all the way in your mind. You hear me? Yes, have your way, Lord. Yes, it won't be no more. I forgot this. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Let me tell you something, girl. <laughs> God, better blow your mind, girl. Blow her mind. Blow her mind. I'm telling you, I'm laughing. But some of y'all don't even understand what I see right now. I know. I know. I'm telling you, he's going to give you double. Blow her mind. Amen. Your hands are going to be so anointing. That's why she said, that's why it's every morning when you get up, when you open your shop, you have to consecrate your hands. Because he, just by just Ooh, doing half, deliverance is going to break out. Sometimes he's going to say, go get that prostitute off the street and, um, and do a half. And all of a sudden, she's going to be the, 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 the saying that. I'm talking about a different type of revival. I'm talking about that, the quick revival that we're talking about. We're talking about a revival that break out in the salon, a revival that break out in the gas station. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. The word of the Lord said that he said this, that this is your moment of somebody yell out double. Double! Double! Double. I didn't know that you came from Orlando. I just knew that when I got off the plane, God showed me your face when he said Orlando. My God. This is the moment. See, when God do this, when he does things like that, what he's saying to you is not on the way. It's already here. Hallelujah! <laughs> Do you hear me? Everything that you need for this salon is going to come so fast. Watch this here. And watch this here. 
there's a continuation attached to your name. Like it, it, it won't stop. It's a consistent flow that's given to hit your My God. Not here, girl. My God. My God. Listen, that's why I say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me tell you something. Get ready. When you get to the line, you're gonna have to get somebody to count your money because you won't be, it's gonna be so much you won't be able to count. Mark the Holy Ghost word. Yes, Lord. My God. And whatever you do, when God bless you like that, you pay your time. Somebody say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because He's He's not about to do it. It's already done. Somebody lift those hands right there. Come on. Glory be to God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you. Thank you. Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Come on, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's a sweet spirit here. If you just lift up your hands, he's gonna he's gonna overtake you right now. I'm over, but he's he's here. Somebody, yes, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God said, I'm getting ready to restore back. God be blessed. He's getting ready to restore back the last 15 years of your life. God be blessed. God be blessed. God be blessed. Somewhat like that peace got pulled and you just been, you've been operating, but you want your full peace this way. Peace back. He said to tell you the last 15 years, I'm getting ready to restore back to you. This is the place where you're getting ready to be happy for yes. yourself. Hallelujah. My God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Speak, Lord. Have your way, God. Do it, God. Do it. Yes, Lord. I don't know what this means, but the Lord said you will love again. Yes, Hallelujah. 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 Yes, you will. You're going to love again, and yes, it's going to come. Thank you. Yes, you will. Hallelujah. Just like that. That war in that mind, will it ever happen again? Got to bet, I really don't want it. But I say, it ain't what you want, it's what he has for you. He said, and stop beating yourself up and get ready to receive this friendship. You live a hard life to protect your heart from being hurt again. Stop it. Free yourself. Fantasia wrote a good song, and she said, "Sometimes you gotta lose Amen. to win again." Hallelujah, Jesus. Can I tell you, you just you just stepped into your winning yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> I wish my sister Courtney was here. I just have her saying that little piece yeah. right there. Hallelujah. Sometimes you gotta lose to win again. Yes. Hallelujah. This is your winning season. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, God. Can I, I touched her, and then I heard, I see. Like the jackpot behind your head. Right. Like yeah. something is get just landed in your life that just hit jackpot. I, 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 I got 
kind of let this go because I get crazy in that part. I, I literally, you know, the little slot machine, we got everything back. So, Lord, say everything is lined up in your life now. Yep, you here. God, I heard the Lord say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. about her. But why am I sensing angel presence so heavy? Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heavy presence. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, God. And before he came in, I saw angels sitting on this row right there, sitting right there. Thank you, Lord. So I don't know you that but I don't even know what that connection is but Lord said I'm getting ready to heal some things Lord Jesus I'm getting ready to heal some words that were said to you I'm getting ready to heal some things I don't know what's going on in here but I feel the prophetic of the year my 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 help us here now lift those hands. I'm trying Glory to Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Somebody give God praise real quick.
Well, church, we just got a soul that came back to God. Somebody give God a hand. Praise. gonna stop when you leave here. In fact, it might get worse. But now you have an advocate. You have a you have a you have a connection right to heaven. And when you need him, you just call on that name. You hear me? Fight to call that name. Fight to live in that name. It's gonna be a fight. But you're gonna win. So I put those hands together once again. Get your offering in your hand. 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 Okay, we bless you in the name of the Lord of Jesus Christ. We bless you in the name. Come on, get your offering. We're going to get out of here. I'll see you at 7 o'clock Saturday morning. Amen? Yes, Lord. 7 o'clock Saturday morning. We're not training. We pray and we're going to train. Amen? Amen. All right. Then, then I will get ready and we're going to head over to Alonzo, everyone that's going. I know some will not be able to go, but everyone is going to be going. I know every cop says she's going to stay. Even when I have to leave. And um, so we're going to go and support that show I hate. Amen. 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 Please pray for them. Please, please pray. Because the enemy get crazy. Amen. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your joy. As we leave this place, but never your friends. We have to be in this message. Seal the word that's been spoken in this house tonight. Oh, we thank you now, God. God, I thank you. God, we give you praise yeah, yeah, yeah. for what's going to hit our life in the next 48 hours is going to be unexplainable. I received it. I heard him say it. Unexplainable. The only thing you're going to be able to do over the next 48 hours is do this. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, I'm about to be in tears right now because I believe every word that just spilled out of his mouth. Can we practice? And Jesus said we pray. Hop up somebody and tell them I love you.
so I'm riding in the car with my wife. Y'all probably hear a lot of noise in the background because it's a lot of road noise. But I'm riding in the car with my wife, and uh, I began to explain something I was studying yesterday. Um, and it just came to me out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from. Um, I was at the house, and well, I'm gonna get y'all a backstory. I had totally, 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 totally messed up. And it was so much stuff I was dealing with internally that I was afraid to get out externally so that way I can get some kind of healing or begin the healing process. And God had dropped a nugget in my spirit. I didn't put you through things in your life for you not to learn from them. So uh, I... it began to download into me yesterday and I didn't know where it was coming from and I didn't know what to really really say and how to really put it in words or how I felt or what I was going through and what I what I needed to understand for myself so I was at the house and uh, James 5 came to me the whole chapter of James 5 came to me and I, I read it and I called my pastor and I asked him a couple questions about you know this and that and what it actually meant and you know where it was coming from and he said son you're on the right track but I need you to dig it out a little bit more I need you to go get some revelation behind what you read he said call me back and let me know what you got so I sat down and I, I went to read and I went to write and went to write and went to write and it you know I got my nuggets and I put them all on a paper and you know left it at that so um we we had a you know went through our day as normal yesterday got up this morning and as we're riding down the road it dropped in my spirit sometimes we need some some of our wounds to be exposed or some of our hurt to be exposed to reveal to us who we really are and where we're really at and how that came about was I was telling my wife when I was in the Navy, I worked in what we had called the burn unit. And in the burn unit, you don't just get a lot of burn victims. You get victims of like road rash that, you know, fell off motorcycles and their skin has been ripped up. And they have uh, dirt and pebbles and, and, and stuff embedded in their skin. And sometimes we need a, a, a real life wound debridement. And what that is, is that's, that's basically taking off and taking out things you know that we thought were healed in our life and really getting down to the nitty-gritty and scrubbing that infection out because what we'll do is we'll let a wound heal and forget that infection can still occur in a healed wound we forget that infection can just fester under the skin before it really erupts and exposes what we really have going on and what we really are thinking and how we really are feeling. And I found myself just going in and telling my wife, base, we needed a real life wound debridement to show us that we really ain't healed from what we say we healed from. We really ain't got over what we say we got over. And sometimes we don't have that ability or sometimes we have a fear to confess that, hey, I'm still hurting from this. 
hey, this is what's really wrong with me because we'll go to one another and say, you know what, I'm fine, it's okay. You know, I, 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 I got a, you know, I got a little bit of hurt left in me. No, we got a whole, and I'm gonna say it, we got a whole hell of, hell of a lot of hurt left in us, but we too afraid to expose it because we feel like once we expose what we're really going through, that somebody's going to judge us, and that fear may not be because you know what, I'm just afraid. Sometimes that fear. It's caused by another wound that, that has been caused in our life by somebody that we once confessed some stuff into. That's why in James 5 it says, when somebody comes to you to confess something, don't be the judge because the judge is already standing at the door. How can you be the judge before the judge? How can you determine that somebody is guilty before they even get an open confession out to you or to God? And it, it, it's so prevalent right now in the church that we have people that are dying spiritually and physically and they're afraid to come to us because we have the we have the spirit of judgment on us we so judgmental to one another to one another but can we stand that same judgment with god so as i begin to to break it down a little bit more it says that if you know somebody is sick, bring them before the elders of the church. The elders of the church are the spiritual leaders. It doesn't necessarily have to have that title of elder. Get them before somebody who has a little bit more than what we have to say, look, I'm struggling. And let them anoint them with oil. Let them put them in the presence, let them go in the presence of God for that person so they may be healed. But like I said before, we are so judgmental that, that we're afraid to go to the spiritual leaders because some of the spiritual leaders really ain't spiritual leaders. Oh, I, I'm out there now. Some of the spiritual leaders that we have right now in the world really don't have any spirit in them. If we if we must be honest. And we'll go we'll, we've gone before those people and found out 10 minutes later that they done jumped on the phone with sister so-and-so and, and brother so-and-so and told them everything that we got going on. Now there's, there's more judgment created within the kingdom. See, y'all ain't ready for that. But when you got a true spiritual leader, when you come to them, look, Pastor, I'm hurt with this. Pastor, I'm still dealing with this. Pastor, I, 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 I said, and when they hear that, God, son, we got to go to God. Daughter, we got to go to God because at this point in time, now we're still, we're just dealing with the remnants of what you're really healed from. Now we got to go through what, what, what we call physical therapy or spiritual therapy. Now we got to work and, and, and walk towards where you say you were healed from. This is like when we go to the doctor and we, we, we've had shoulder surgery or knee surgery. We get to that point and say, dog, I'm in pain. And we'll go to the doctor. Yeah, doc, I got a little pain left. You know what? I, I, I take my pain. And, and instead of saying truly, doc, you know what? My knee and my shoulder or whatever I just had surgery on really hurts. And, 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 and to be honest with you, Doc, I ain't been doing that at-home therapy. Y'all got to help me here. I ain't been doing that at-home therapy. And what that at-home at therapy is, I haven't been praying to God to say, you know what? God, you heal me from this, so I'm not going to struggle with this no more. God, I shouldn't be feeling no, no pain from this. What's going on? God, I, I, ain't, I, I ain't been in my world. I, I, Pastor, I ain't been reading like I say I've been reading. I ain't been fasting like I say I've been fasting. Y'all, I'm just out there now. 
Because sometimes we got to be real honest with ourselves first to say, you know what? I need help. And then we got to be real honest when we confessing what we need help with. We have to expose the ugliness of the ugliness. Stop painting this perfect picture of who we am because I've done it for so long. I've done it for so long because I was afraid of people really judging me for what I really felt or really what I really thought and what I really went through. And I can't say I've never had a real spiritual leader because I have one now. But because, like I said in a couple minutes ago, I was under some leadership that, that, that didn't have this level of spiritual maturity in them. So therefore, I couldn't come to them with an open heart and say, you know what, this is what I'm dealing with without being judged or felt judged. Because sometimes we got good doctors and we got bad doctors. And we'll run the middle of a, a whole bunch of bad doctors. And it taints our view of what a good doctor really looks like. So we treat every doctor like the same. Or we treat every spiritual leader the same. I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's so hard for saints to, to confess their sins one to another because the spirit of judgment sits so heavily upon the church and upon the kingdom. And that spirit starts within us because we judge ourselves before we even let somebody else judge us. Oh, this is too ugly. I can't let nobody see that. That's too ugly. I can't let nobody know that I've been through this. And it hurts me because I'm that person. I'm that person that judged myself so hard to why I start creating things in my mind that creates more illness on top of illness on top of illness. And it turns out, guess what? It was only one little small problem, but because I let fear and judgment come into my mind, I created what wasn't really there. Now it's there because my mind is so powerful that it created it. Now it's sitting there. Sometimes we create our own sickness within, within ourselves because we judge ourselves so harsh. And I know I'm kind of going off, but this is this, this just my self-confession. We judge ourselves so harsh. That's why it says do, do not create judgment because we'll judge ourselves and then project that judgment from us onto somebody into somebody else and saying they're judging us but it's really us judging us and then I, I went to I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit uh, I'm going to touch on this and I'm going to tell my wife you know if we can shift our I into a we then we can take illness and make it wellness and I broke it down to her. Our eye is our imagination. That's our mind. But a part of us we have is what, 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 which is our we, is our will and our emotions. If we can get 
willingness and emotionless emotionlessness to line up we could have a well made up mind and what I mean by that is our willingness is are we willing to go through the healing process or are we willing to confess what we're really going through are we really really ready to step out on faith and say you know what God if 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 can't nobody else hear me you can I'm confessing my ugly I'm confessing my my guilt I'm confessing all this that and other to you right now at this point in time are we are we willing to go through the hurt that it takes to heal y'all y'all ain't heard that because sometimes physical therapy is way worse than the surgery that we go through sometimes digging ourselves out to say you know what God this is opening that wound for God to really heal it because sometimes we'll slap a bandage on it and say God I'm healed and God God will sit back you ain't healed but I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you pretend like you are and when it's when you get to that point where you really want to be healed you will expose your own bandage instead of telling somebody hey this is what I'm struggling with you'll let it fester underneath and then that action of eruption will come out and they'll be like uh that ain't what you told me it's only so long we can hide behind the bandage and the other part of we is emotionlessness Sometimes we let our emotions get the worse, the better of us to say, you know what? It ain't worth it. It ain't worth going through all this hell to be healed. And I was telling my wife, babe, sometimes we let our emotions get the better of us that it takes our yes and our no away from us. And I went to tell her in James 5, it, all, it also says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Let your yes be a truthful yes. Yes, this is what I'm going through. Yes, I said this, that, and the other. Yes, and now my actions is going to stand behind it. Yes, I said I was going to be with this person through thick and thin and da-da-da-da-da through the ugly. But no, I'm not going to give up on them. And we'll let our emotions like frustration come in and sit in and judgment come in and sit in and say you know what I knew this person really didn't want to go through uh, really wasn't what they said it was or who they wanted to be we'll let our emotions compromise our willingness so in order for us to get well we have to get that we together We have to get, and, and, and it's so easy to say, but it's it's hard to do. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you, it's hard to do. Sometimes we'll let our emotions get in the way to where we'll get ready to, to, to throw everything out the window just by one word or one action. But we've already heard the promise of God. This is what is going to happen on the end. He didn't tell us that we didn't we weren't going to go through anything or experience any kind of hurt. But he, he did promise us that everything was going to be all right on the other side. And it's so funny that 
I can, it's not funny. It's, 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 it's so revelatory to me now. I've heard these scriptures so many. I've heard the book of the, the this book, this message, these passages preached to me so many different times, but I never got it this way until I went in and studied myself. But it, it's, it's time now to get rid of first self-judgment, self-condemnation, self-frustration. It's time to move self out of the way. Because we so we so oh this person did that. It, no, you did it to yourself. So now it's time to get self out of the way so that way we can be healed. And sometimes our healing may be painful, but we got a little a, a little medication called grace and mercy behind that. Because right now I'm being healed by grace. Because my actions didn't deserve it, but I got another chance with grace. So now I have to move myself out of the way and confess and say, you know what? This is what I'm really going through. Now I need somebody. I need my accountability to stand by me until I can be accountable for myself. Sometimes we confess and want the healing, but we can't hold ourselves accountable. That's just like, like I said earlier, we get the, you know, we'll go through physical therapy at home and, you know, doc, I've been doing this. Yeah, I got to look, you know. But when we really, real deal, go to physical therapy at the physical therapy center, and the physical therapy center is when we forsake not to assemble ourselves together. When we have that one-on-one -on -one impartation with our leader, and our leader start trying our spirit, are you really healed from what you told me you was healed from? Are you really doing what you told me you you were doing? You know what? I don't hear it in you. So now I gotta push you a little bit further. Now I gotta stretch you to say, you know what? It's time out for the pity parties. It's time out for it hurt too bad or it's time out. No. That's why we as leaders have to step up and say, you know what? It ain't just about holding others accountable. It's about holding ourselves accountable of what we said we were going to do. And this is supposed to be my, my sermon for leadership class, but... I don't think God intended this for a sermon. I think God intended this for a testimony. Because this is who I am. I'm hurt. I'm so judgmental on myself to where it, it's not funny. I let my imagination get the better of me so many times to where I can't even say what's real and what's fake sometimes. But I thank God that I got the exposure that I needed to say, you know what, I really do need help. And the exposure came through myself, doing it to myself. And I'm so thankful that God gave me a good spiritual leader that'll say, or a good spiritual leaders, because my first spiritual leader is, is my real cage. I can't be honest with my pastor if I can't be honest with my wife. 
So I hope this message inspires y'all. I hope y'all get something out of it. And there's a part two. Part two is going to involve Galatians chapter five. When it deals, deals with the fruit of the spirit. Because you can't get the fruit of the spirit if your fruit are going to be tainted by what you're actually sick with. I love y'all. God bless. So, I'm riding in the car with my wife. Y'all probably hear a lot of noise in the background because it's a lot of road noise. But, I'm riding in the car with my wife and uh, I began to explain something I was studying yesterday. Uh, and it just came to me out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from. Um, I was at the house and well, I'm going to give y'all a backstory. I had totally, 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 totally messed up. And it was so much stuff I was dealing with internally that I was afraid to get out externally so that way I can get some kind of healing or begin the healing process. And God had dropped a nugget in my spirit. I didn't put you through things in your life for you not to learn from them. So, uh, I... It, it, it began to download into me yesterday and I didn't know where it was coming from and I didn't know what to really, really say and how to really put it in words or how I felt or what I was going through and what I what I needed to understand for myself. So I was at the house and uh, James 5 came to me, the whole chapter of James 5 came to me. And I, I read it and I called my pastor and I asked him a couple questions about you know this and that and what it actually meant and you know where it was coming from and he said son you're on the right track but I need you to dig it out a little bit more I need you to go get some revelation behind what you read he said call me back and let me know what you got so I sat down I, I went to read and I went to write went to write went to write and it you know I got my nuggets and I put them all on a paper and you know left it at that so um, we we had a you know went through our day as normal yesterday. Got up this morning, and as we're riding down the road, it dropped in my spirit. Sometimes we need some some of our wounds to be exposed, or some of our hurt to be exposed, to reveal to us who we really are and where we're really at. And how that came about was I was telling my wife when I was in the Navy, I worked in what we had called the burn unit. And in the burn unit, you don't just get a lot of burn victims. You get victims of like road rash that, you know, fell off motorcycles and their skin has been ripped up. And they have uh, dirt and pebbles and, and, and stuff embedded in their skin. And sometimes we need a, a, a real life wound debridement. And what that is, is that's, that's basically taking off and taking out things you know that we thought were healed in our life and really getting down to the nitty gritty and scrubbing that infection out because what we'll do is we'll let a wound heal and forget that infection can still occur in a healed wound we forget that infection can just fester under the skin before it really erupts and exposes what we really have going on and what we really are thinking and how we really are feeling. And I found myself just going in and telling my wife, base, we needed 
a real life wound debridement to show us that we really ain't healed from what we say we healed from. We really ain't got over what we say we got over. And sometimes we don't have that ability or sometimes we have a fear to confess that, hey, I'm still hurting from this. Hey, this is what's really wrong with me because we'll go to one another and say, you know what? I'm fine. It's okay. You know, I, 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 I got a, you know, I got a little bit of hurt left in me. No, we got a whole, and I'm going to say it, we got a whole hell of, hell of a lot of hurt left in us, but we too afraid to expose it because we feel like once we expose what we're really going through that somebody's going to judge us and that fear may not be because you know what i'm just afraid sometimes that fear is caused by another wound that, that has been caused in our life by somebody that we once confessed some stuff into that's why in james 5 it says when somebody comes to you to confess something don't be the judge because the judge is already standing at the door how can you be the judge before the judge how can you determine that somebody's guilty before they even get an open confession out to you or to god And it, it, it's so prevalent right now in the church that we have people that are dying spiritually and physically and they're afraid to come to us because we have the we have the spirit of judgment on us. We're so judgmental to, to one another to, to one another, but can we stand that same judgment with God? So as I begin to, to break it down a little bit more, it says that if you know somebody is sick, bring them before the elders of the church. The elders of the church are the spiritual leaders. It doesn't necessarily have to have that title of elder. Get them before somebody who has a little bit more than what we have to say, look, I'm struggling. And let them anoint them with oil. Let them put them in the presence. Let them go in the presence of God for that person, so they may be healed. But like I said before, we are so judgmental that that we're afraid to go to the spiritual leaders because some of the spiritual leaders really ain't spiritual leaders. Oh, I, I'm out there now. Some of the spiritual leaders that we have right now in the world really don't have any spirit in them. If we if we must be honest, and we'll go we'll, we've gone before those people and found out 10 minutes later that they done jumped on the phone with sister so-and-so and, and brother so-and-so and told them everything that we got going on. Now there's, there's more judgment created within the kingdom. See, y'all ain't ready for that. But when you got a true spiritual leader, when you come to them, look, pastor, I'm hurt with this. Pastor, I'm still dealing with this. Pastor, I, I, I said, and when they hear that, God, son, we got to go to God. Daughter, we got to go to God because at this point in time, now we're still we're just dealing with the remnants of what you're really healed from. Now we got to go through what, what what we call physical therapy or spiritual therapy. Now we got to work and, and and walk towards what you say you were healed from. Just as like when we go to the doctor, and we 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 had shoulder surgery or knee surgery. We get to that point and say, "Dog, I'm in pain," and we'll go to the doctor. Yeah, doc, I got a little pain left. You know what? I I, I take my pain. Instead of saying truly, dog, you know what? My knee and my shoulder, whatever I just had surgery on, really hurts. And, and, and to be honest with you, doc, I ain't been doing that at-home therapy. Y'all got to help me here. I ain't been doing that at-home therapy. 
And with the at-home therapist, I haven't been praying to God to say, you know what? God, you heal me from this, so I'm not going to struggle with this no more. God, I shouldn't be feeling no, no pain from this. What's going on? God, I, I, ain't, I, I ain't been in my world. I, I, Pastor, I ain't been reading like I say I've been reading. I ain't been fasting like I say I've been fasting. Y'all, I'm just out there now. Because sometimes we got to be real honest with ourselves first to say, you know what? I need help. And then we got to be real honest when we confessing what we need help with. We have to expose the ugliness of the ugliness. Stop painting this perfect picture of who we are because I've done it for so long. I've done it for so long because I was afraid of people really judging me for what I really felt or really what I really thought and what I really went through. And I can't say I've never had a real spiritual leader because I have one now. But because, like I said in a couple minutes ago, I was under some leadership that, that, that didn't have this level of spiritual maturity in them. So therefore, I couldn't come to them with an open heart and say, you know what, this is what I'm dealing with without being judged or felt judged. Because sometimes we got good doctors and we got bad doctors. And we'll run the middle of a, a whole bunch of bad doctors. It, it taints our view of what a good doctor really looks like. So we treat every doctor like the same. Or we treat every spiritual leader the same. I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's so hard for saints to, to confess their sins one to another because the spirit of judgment sits so heavily upon the church and upon the kingdom. And that spirit starts within us because we judge ourselves before we even let somebody else judge us. Oh, this is too ugly. I can't let nobody see that. That's too ugly. I can't let nobody know that I've been through this. And it hurts me because I'm that person. I'm that person that judged myself so hard to why I start creating things in my mind that creates more illness on top of illness on top of illness. And turns out, guess what? It was only one little small problem, but because I let fear and judgment come into my mind, I created what wasn't really there. Now it's there because my mind is so powerful that it created it. Now it's sitting there. Sometimes we create our own sickness within, within ourselves because we judge ourselves so harsh. And I know I'm kind of going off, but this is this, this just my self-confession. We judge ourselves so harsh. That's why it says do, do not create judgment because we'll judge ourselves and then project that judgment from us onto somebody into somebody else and saying they're judging us but it's really us judging us and then I, I went to I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit uh, I'm going to touch on this and I'm going to tell my wife you know if we can shift our I into a we then we can take 
illness and make it a wellness. And I broke it down to her. Our eye is our imagination. That's our mind. But a part of us we have is what, 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 which is our we, is our will and our emotions. If we can get willingness and emotionless, emotionlessness to line up, we could have a well-made up mind. And what I mean by that is our willingness is are we willing to go through the healing process or are we willing to confess what we're really going through? Are we really, really ready to step out on faith and say, you know what, God, if 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 can't nobody else hear me, you can. I'm confessing my ugly, I'm confessing my my guilt, I'm confessing all this, that, and other to you right now at this point in time. Are we are we willing to go through the hurt that it takes to heal? Y'all, y'all ain't heard that. Because sometimes physical therapy is way worse than the surgery that we go through. Sometimes digging ourselves out to say, you know what, God, this is opening that wound for God to really heal it. Because sometimes we'll slap a bandage on it and say, God, I'm healed. And God, God will sit back, you ain't healed, but I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you pretend like you are. And when it's when you get to that point where you really want to be healed, you will expose your own bandage. Instead of telling somebody, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, you'll let it fester underneath and then that action of eruption will come out and they'll be like, uh, that ain't what you told me. It's only so long we can hide behind the bandage. And the other part of we is emotionlessness. Sometimes we let our emotions get the worse, the better of us to say, you know what? It ain't worth it. It ain't worth going through all this hell to be healed. And I was telling my wife, babe, sometimes we let our emotions get the better of us that it takes our yes and our no away from us. And I went to tell her in James 5, it, all, it also says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Let your yes be a truthful yes. Yes, this is what I'm going through. Yes, I said this, that, and the other. Yes, and now my actions going to stand behind it. Yes, I said I was going to be with this person through thick and thin and da-da-da-da-da through the ugly. But no, I'm not going to give up on them. And we'll let our emotions like frustration come in and sit in and judgment come in and sit in and say you know what I knew this person really didn't want to go through uh, really wasn't what they said it was or who they wanted to be we'll let our emotions compromise our willingness so in order for us to get well we have to get that we together We have to get, and, and, and it's so easy to say, but it's it's hard to do. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you, it's hard to do. Sometimes we'll let our emotions get in the way to where we'll get ready to, to, to throw everything out the window just by one word or one action. But we've already heard the promise of God. This is what 
is going to happen on the end. He didn't tell us that we didn't we weren't going to go through anything or experience any kind of hurt. But he he did promise us that everything was going to be all right on the other side. And it's so funny that I can, it's not funny. It's, it's 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 so revelatory to me now. I've heard these scriptures so many. I've heard the book of the, the this book, this message, these passages preached to me so many different times. But I never got it this way until I went in and studied myself. But it, it's, it's time now to get rid of, first, self-judgment, self-condemnation, self-frustration. It's time to move self out of the way. Because we so, we so oh, this person did that. It, no, you did it to yourself. So now it's time to get self out of the way so that way we can be healed. And sometimes our healing may be painful, but we got a little a, a little medication called grace and mercy behind that. Because right now I'm being healed by grace. Because my actions didn't deserve it, but I got another chance with grace. So now I have to move myself out of the way and confess and say, you know what? This is what I'm really going through. Now I need somebody. I need my accountability to stand by me until I can be accountable for myself. Sometimes we confess and want the healing, but we can't hold ourselves accountable. That's just like, like I said earlier, we get these, you know, we'll go through physical therapy at home and, you know, doc, I've been doing this. Yeah, I got to look, you know. But when we really, really deal, go to physical therapy at the physical therapy center, and the physical therapy center is when we forsake not to assemble ourselves together. When we have that one-on-one -on -one impartation with our leader, and our leader start trying our spirit, are you really healed from what you told me you was healed from? Are you really doing what you told me you you were doing? You know what? I don't hear it in you. So now I gotta push you a little bit further. Now I gotta stretch you to say, you know what? It's time out for the pity parties. It's time out for it hurt too bad or it's time out. No. That's where we as leaders have to step up and say, you know what? It ain't just about holding others accountable. It's about holding ourselves accountable of what we said we were going to do. And this is supposed to be my, my sermon for leadership class, but... I don't think God intended this for a sermon. I think God intended this for a testimony. Because this is who I am. I'm hurt. I'm so judgmental on myself to where it is not funny. I let my imagination get the better of me so many times to where I can't even say what's real and what's fake sometimes. But I thank God that I got the exposure that I needed to say, you know what, I really do need help. And the exposure came through myself, doing it to myself. And I'm so thankful that God gave me a good spiritual leader that'll say, 
or good spiritual leaders because my first spiritual leader is is my real cage. She really is. Because I can't be honest with my past if I can't be honest with my wife. So I hope this message inspires y'all. I hope y'all get something out of it. And there's a part two. Part two is going to involve Galatians chapter five. When it deals, deals with the fruit of the spirit. Because you can't get the fruit of the spirit if your fruit are going to be tainted by what you're actually sick with. I love y'all. God bless.